welcome back to another episode of Sweet Script Stories. I'm Eric Grubaugh. And I'm Tim Dietrich. And today, Tim is ambushing me with a topic. Um, no, uh, I agreed to this, but we are going to talk about our frustrations with Sweet Script, maybe. Um, you mentioned that you've experienced some frustrations lately and you wanted to kind of give your, your take on that. So I said, well, let's hit record and talk about it. <laughs> so let's do that. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I think uh, these frustrations that I've had recently really go way back to when I first started working with SweetScript. I say way back, it hasn't been that long ago, but um, far enough back that I, I realized that from my beginnings with working with SweetScript, that this, what I'm about to discuss is really I think, the root cause of my frustrations. Um, so a lot of the work that I do in that suite involves integrations. Um, and when I've integrated with other systems, not necessarily NetSuite with other systems, but just previous work with other systems, <laughs> um, I'm primarily integrating against normally against directly against the database or against an API that is essentially what people refer to as a CRUD API, create, mm -hmm. read, update, delete. Yep. And when you're working with NetSuite, it isn't really like that. Um, it can be to some extent with SweetTalk, um, if you're using SweetTalk as your API into NetSuite. But what I've found with SweetTalk is that it's pretty rare that the integration that I'm doing anyway is straightforward enough to just use SweetTalk. There's usually more involved, there's business rules involved or whatever that's going to require me to actually pull off the integration by developing RESTlets. So I'm right there in the thick of things with SweetScript at that point. And that's where I think things get interesting and frustrating because in those, in those examples where you're you know, developing a RESTlet and integrating through the RESTlet, you're not really working directly with the backend database. You're not hitting Oracle. You're not even going really through an API that's really hitting Oracle, you know, even in a minor way. Um, what you're really doing, and this is kind of the light bulb that came on for me yesterday, what you're really doing is truly scripting against the NetSuite UI, at least to some extent. And so the integration is essentially automating what a user would be doing within NetSuite. For better or worse, that's what you're doing. So all the forms, all the fields that are involved, all the events that are firing, all those come into play with that type of an integration. And so the integration I've been working on over the past few weeks, on and off really for the past couple of months, involves generating item fulfillments. It's for a company that has an extremely complex account. They've got multi-location inventory, um, which adds quite a bit of complexity. They sell finished goods, they sell assembly items, um, which also adds to, you know, the complexity and makes things interesting. And so um, what I found myself doing is just constantly banging my head against, I'm going to call them the shortcomings of the UI, but that's not really the right word for it. But essentially, I was having to script around the interface. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, it 
what you're doing, it doesn't really represent even what the user is doing. Like there are things that just don't work the way that they would work if you actually had a user sitting there in front of that form. So anyway, I tried not to make this a rant. It's not really a rant. It was more of a, <laughs> I think a, um, I finally realized, I guess, the source of my frustrations. And I think part of that is just for me coming from a background that wasn't uh, like NetSuite. You know, again, mm -hmm. most of my work in the past is going through APIs that are they're directly hitting the database or pretty close. Yeah. And it's just not like that with NetSuite. And I right. I don't know. I wonder if there are other developers who, you know, with experience in other systems who've come to NetSuite. And that if I wonder if they run into that same thing. I wonder if you did, for example. Um I'm not sure I did as much. I definitely know, given all my work in the past few years with NetSuite developers that especially people with software backgrounds come into NetSuite and are, you know, shocked, I guess, by the architecture where, uh, I don't know if this is a great way to look at it, but like the classic model view controller um, architecture, usually, especially like something like an integration, you're used to, developers are used to working directly with the model, right? Or having a, data access layer that's totally separate from anything that users would be doing. Whereas with NetSuite, it's not that way. You're, you're almost, no matter what, going straight through the view or at best through the controller, which is like a wild way to go about it uh, or seems that way. Uh, and even on top of that with NetSuite, there's, there's like all these layers between you and the database and most, um, developers coming from, especially coming from like a system that where they owned the whole thing, right? Their team was developing and building the full stack of the application. They're just not used to that. They're not used to those barriers and those layers sort of impeding them from doing the things they want to do. So you're not alone. I know that. <laughs> yeah, I think that you really hit on it there with the, you know, the model view controller analogy, because yeah, it, that, I think that is the source of the frustration. I want to get straight to the model. And I think that's also why, you know, and, you know, just from our conversations in the past, that SuiteQL has really kind of resonated with me. You know, I, I'm actually writing SQL and I can get data out of the database. Wow, imagine that. <laughs> and it has been a game changer for me as far as the NetSuite work goes. I think it's as close to getting to the database as is possible these yeah. days in NetSuite. Now that's you know, read, right? It can only do selects with SuiteQL. So far. So far. And I've talked to some people at NetSuite about like, will we ever be able to do, you know, updates, deletes, inserts, um, you know, and kind of had a laugh about it because if you think about what the implications of that might be. <laughs> pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and so, you know, I say all that and it really does like it, there's a reason that we have to integrate Mm -hmm. the way that we do, right? Or yes. work with NetSuite with the way that we do because we cannot afford for the business rules to not be applied consistently. And there's a very good chance that if I could just do an insert into say the sales order table or transaction table, you just imagine like if I just did even the slightest thing incorrectly, um, what the implications might be. 
I don't even know what they might be, but I just imagine yeah. a big disaster, right? It's really so. easy, I think, to for people to put the treat NetSuite as like, you know, big faceless corporation, especially when they hit some sort of frustration with the API or NetSuite doesn't work the way they expect it to or, or whatever it might be, anything, any obstacle like that. It's really easy to like think NetSuite is <laughs> that there aren't people behind it. Like there are developers and architects behind this system that designed this specifically for specific reasons. They're not just like throwing obstacles in your way and sitting back and laughing. They're doing this for a reason. They're doing the same job that you are. Um, you're not doing that to your clients, or if you're building an integration, you're not doing that, but you have design constraints and you enforce constraints on your users or your clients for specific reasons. And they're doing the same thing. You might not agree with their reasoning, but welcome to working on someone else's platform, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think that sums up my frustrations, but what about you? What frustrations do you have? <laughs> how, how long do you want to record for today? <laughs> um, well, I think a lot of mine will not be new or earth shattering to anyone. I think the first, first and foremost has to be the documentation um, on the development side. Um, I think everyone I've ever talked to is frustrated with that. And I don't want this to be like beat up on NetSuite. Again, there's people behind it writing the documentation, doing uh, the best they can at their job. And they are in a very unenviable situation. I certainly don't want to document how NetSuite works. <laughs> Uh, that is a massive undertaking and investment. And writing documentation for even the smallest of applications for people outside of the application is extremely difficult. Um, for everyone who complains about the documentation, I would love to see the documentation for all of their applications. <laughs> uh, but that said, it's still very frustrating. It's hard to find good examples. It's, uh, you know, most of the examples in the documentation are broken or impractical, or it's literally one line and doesn't, doesn't give you any context or any, uh, anything useful, really. Um, now that is changing. They are starting to write actual, there's full help pages now for every module. I think, I don't know about every module, but for most modules, there's a dedicated example page now so they're they're definitely working on improving and changing and that's that's great to see um, but that is certainly a frustration i have that i do not think is unique to netsuite uh i think any third party platform i have the same frustration with my uh email provider right now with uh i can think of a whole bunch of systems you know that i use right now that aren't netsuite where the documentation gets you like 20% of the way there and you just kind of have to guess and try and experiment from there. Yeah. I agree with you that it does seem to be improving to some extent. I noticed that even over the past few weeks, you know, poking around in, in the help um, 
and just finding examples that I had never seen before, that I know weren't there before, that you know, it's like, hey, wow, look at that. <laughs> so that's encouraging. Yeah, I started to notice because I, I have all these habits formed up for how to search help. And I, you know, it used to be able to just search the module name and the first link was the module's help page. But now uh, those have been supplanted by the example pages. So <laughs> all these ingrained, this muscle memory of clicking the first link when I'm searching for a module takes me not where I want to go. And that's how I noticed. Yeah. Um, and then, so the other, th the other, the other side of that, of sort of documentation, the, in that there's, it's hard to find good examples. That's not all on NetSuite. The community is so tiny for one, just a small niche that we're in. But also, it's just a very, especially historically, a very closed community. There's not a lot of sharing of this sort of thing. Um, I will say it's certainly changing dramatically um, since the Oracle acquisition and since communities like uh, NetSuite Professional Slack have come around. It's changing, but it's still very hard to find people sharing their ideas, their um, processes, their code. It, it's just very hard to find. Um, a lot of people like to complain about it, but then have nothing posted publicly themselves. Uh, so it's just a very closed community in general. I think there's a lot of scarcity mindset, especially with like partners who are tr treating each other as competitors and this is a zero-sum game uh, where like there's not enough business to go around. I'm pretty sure there is. I'm pretty sure that all of the partners combined could not serve all of the NetSuite customers. Yeah, I agree with you there too. And every once in a while you'll, you know, Google for something and find a code snippet here or there. And, but yeah, for the most part, I don't think people, a lot of people anyway, in the community are actively sharing. And, you know, I suspect, suspect it's for the same reasons that you just said, mm -hmm. you know, it's a fear of, competition or, or what have you. Um, yeah, I think we said it going all the way back to the very first episode that, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats or however the phrase goes. And I, I, I do believe that. I think that if we could get more people to share what they're doing, you know, case studies would be really awesome, even if they're just kind of vague, you know, like here's a project that we took on and just generally how we approached it, that would help. But, you know, as a developer, you know, having little snippets of code here and there would go a long way as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully we'll see more of that. Um, I think, you know, kind of changing the subject a little bit too, you mentioned the NetSuite professional Slack and, yeah. you know, I think, I think it's learning on the, the free plan or a free plan. Mm -hmm. So you can only see the history back to a certain extent. And right, I sometimes right. wonder what has, I know it's not lost. I'm sure if somebody put up the money, you know, some right. benefactor came along or somebody came along and just said, Hey, I'm going to put us on the paid plan that all that like historic, you know, knowledge would be exposed just to us. Yeah. I really do think it's there, but um, at the same time, it, you know, it's, it's sad to think that right now it's out of our hands. And I wonder, right. you know, even on the sweet script uh, channel, 
just the valuable information that is just locked away right now, you know? Yeah, so. Uh, we've, uh, so full disclosure or whatever, I am a, an admin on that space and we've many times talked about uh, paying for it for that reason, but it's impossible. There's 2,500 members or something like that. And so that's just, and Slack is like, I don't know, 10 bucks a month or something like that. <laughs> uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Unless some, you know, I don't know, unless we get some major sort of sponsorship. Uh, if someone wants to do that, but there's no way that that, that will ever get paid for. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So maybe if somebody in a position of power at NetSuite is listening, they'll come in and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pen a check and make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> um, well, you know, it might be worth it, right? Again, you know, if it would kind of move the needle a little bit and help developers out. Yeah, I'm. I'm certainly not uh, debating that it's it's that there's valuable stuff back in that history um, to, to the community, at least. Who knows uh, how NetSuite would see that. Um, yeah, that's, so that's definitely frustrating. Uh, speak up, share. <laughs> yeah. So do you have other sweet script frustrations or just general NetSuite frustrations? Yeah, so most of mine that I wrote down quickly here are more about the ecosystem of SuiteScript more than like the API or the you know the functionality itself. Mm -hmm. um, so how about you go? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know what episode it was. It wasn't too far back. I mentioned that I finally started to dig into using. WebStorm and mm -hmm. you know SDF and stuff like that. So for me, I there's there's been some positive moves as far as the ecosystem. If that's what you're talking about, I suspect it is. Um, you know, in other words, not so much the like you said the APIs, but just how we work with NetSuite as a developer, and that's changed my world a little bit. It's and you warned me when I told you, hey, I'm going to give this a shot. You said your productivity will like you know, come crashing down and then it'll come rebounding back up and mm -hmm. you know, be better than ever. And that's definitely been the case because I'm learning to use new tools and so on. And my yeah. process has changed. So it's been positive for me. Um, at the same time, you know, it's not bulletproof and I've had some things kind of go off the rails here and there, you know, and I'll try to do a deployment and it'll, for whatever reason, just act up. And I, I've refactored myself into a corner at times. <laughs> I think we both had a good laugh about that. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so for me, I, you know, I'd love to see the the tool set and you know that sort of technical ecosystem continue to evolve. Uh, but I'm happy with where it yeah. is now because it's an improvement over what I had. But I think your position on it is probably a little bit different because you've settled into those tools, right? Yeah, I think that it's the tools that we have are new so they're they're a little bit immature but they're great for me it's it's un unquestioningly the right direction and it's 
excellent to see the investment and the just a dedicated tools team that is growing, that is working in public. Like you will find the tools team in NetSuite Slack, right? In the mm-hmm. professional Slack, they're sitting in the SDF room and the Suite Script room and they're watching, they're listening, they'll chime in, they'll help. They have the SDK is open source, it's on GitHub. You can go see the code, you can, uh, you know, check it out from there. You can check out the issues, you can submit new issues, you can vote on existing issues to help influence the roadmap. So that sort of foundation is super encouraging. Whether the tools themselves are in a perfect state right now, show me any perfect tool. Um, the, like I said, the foundation they're building, I think is, is excellent. So it's great to see the investment and the more rapid change than there was maybe five years ago certainly five years ago. (laughs) So I think another frustration that we've talked about on the podcast before, I think probably, again, it probably goes back to the first episode is just support for the developer community. And I think what you just described is- Hey, that was the last thing on my list. (laughs) Was it? (laughs) It's kind of a glimmer of hope with what you just said, right? The fact that they are investing in tools and that's gonna help the community. But I think there are other ways that they could help, you know? And and we've mentioned before about the obstacles of getting involved with NetSuite if you're not Mm -hmm. already you know, developing in it, if you're interested in it as a developer, if there's no clear path to, you know, getting into an instance and playing with it, um, you know, the high cost of training, high cost of joining the Sweet Cloud Developer Network, frustrations around how that works and so on. Um, so those are just general frustrations, but I know we, we've shared those before. I didn't mean to steal your thunder on that one. No, <laughs> it sounds okay. like we both dovetailed at the end there. Yeah, we would have got there anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think definitely there are just so many barriers to, to getting into NetSuite that, and that they just don't seem too interested in building doors, right? They're much more interested in building barriers, it would seem. It's really hard to get any attention if you're not a five-star partner bringing in a bunch of sales, um, which developers are never going to do. That's never going to happen because that's not what developers do. And they need some more support. It'd be great to see some sort of investment in evangelism, um, like some sort of evangelism community or evangelists from the NetSuite, from NetSuite themselves. Um, just sharing more, helping more, and like I said, working in public more. Again, it's great to see out of the, the tools team. I know that the sweet commerce side is a lot better at that, uh, but the sweet script side is, is definitely lagging. Yeah. Didn't well, work, and I didn't want this to turn into like beat up NetSuite. <laughs> Yeah, and hopefully, you know, the message gets back to them that it's just, it, it's these are nice to have, right? I mean, we're able to do what we need to do with what we have right now. It's just that it could be a little bit easier, I think. And uh, uh, yeah. they're nice to haves in, if, if you want the community, the ecosystem to, to be forever immature, 
then sure, they're nice to haves, but they are must haves if you want to evolve, expand, and mature the platform. Right. Well, that's all that I wrote down. What else do you have? Well, I think we hit on it. You know, again, that that sort of light bulb moment that I had, um, it was yesterday, really, that it sort of came on and it became clear to me, you know, that because I, I think what I was doing is I kind of took I, I did the right thing, right? I was frustrated with the project I was working on. I stepped away from it for a bit mm-hmm, yeah. and thought about, well, why am I frustrated? Like, I wasn't really thinking about the specific technical aspects of the problem, but just like, why do I feel this frustration? And that's when it hit me that I'm, I'm thinking about the way that I use SweetScript. Mm-hmm. Um, just was thinking about it essentially in, in the wrong way. It doesn't align with how SweetScript is intended to be used. Um, and so, and, and that's okay, because now at least I know, you know, when I feel that frustration coming back again, it's kind of like a paradigm shift for me. I need to think about, you know, what is what exactly am I doing here? Like, what is uh, SweetScript empowering me, or in some cases, not giving me the, the ability to do? Sure. So, and I think that's that kind of is a good way to describe all the frustrations that we just had, you know, <laughs> um, or that we listed. So, yeah, but I think all in all, you know, things are improving generally. And I, I, I think you feel the same way I do. I, I love working in this platform. It's a good combination of challenges in terms of business and uh, technical issues. I get to work with a lot of interesting clients, you know, that are in completely mm-hmm. different businesses. And there's something really amazing about that, you know? So, yep, yeah, I think I... we've, we've talked about this in various ways a few times. I, I, I do love it or I wouldn't have stuck around in it for how long now, eight years, <laughs> but have yeah. left a long time ago. If I didn't love it, I, I think it's super powerful and flexible. I, I genuinely enjoy writing JavaScript uh, I, I, what I love about it, I am not a designer. I am terrible at front end UI stuff. I don't want to do it. Those aren't the problems I want to solve. And I don't have to. And the same goes for the database side of things. I am no database architect. I cannot remember the last time I wrote SQL. And that's because I hate writing SQL and I don't get it and I don't want to study it. <laughs> I just don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy that sort of things. Those aren't the kind of problems I want to solve. And what working in SweetScript allows me to do is just focus on solving business problems for my clients. I'm not worried about whether servers are going to go down because that's not my problem. I'm not worried about the database architecture because it's not my problem. I'm not worried about the UI design. It's not my problem. NetSuite takes all of that off my plate. And I get to focus on my clients, their problems, and fixing them, helping them grow, expand, whatever whatever it is uh, that we're doing. Uh, and mm-hmm. those are the types of problems I love solving. So ERP development is perfect for that. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely an, an interesting uh, way to kind of build a career as a developer. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's you can get familiar with it. The opportunities are there, you know, where the customers are. Um, I mean, we could go on and on. So it's interesting that we're kind of ending on a positive note. You know, we, 
started off with a bunch of frustrations, but uh, I'm glad that we're <laughs> yeah. kind of saying, well, here's what makes it a lot of fun and why we're doing what we do. So yeah, we don't want to leave people with a sour taste in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Okay. Well, is that it for this episode then? Uh, I think so. Have anything else? All right. Uh, well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Sweet Script Stories. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.